what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Liv from the Saturday Night Live podcast joins me today, and it was a really fun, like a really girl talk type of episode, so I hope you enjoy. So much in the Hollywood sphere has happened this week. I think next week I'm going to be recording solo, so if you want me to talk about anything in particular, send me a DM on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I'll add it to the show. We also recorded this on Wednesday, and I'm posting it like a bad little podcast host on Saturday night, which obviously sucks because the stories are from midweek, but I hope you'll still check it out because we had a lot of fun And I always beat myself up about this because it is so annoying, but I do all of the editing and stuff myself, and this was just the earliest I could get it up, just trying to balance my work and my my classes and, and, you know, time for myself. But because it's a little bit later, I am going to chat about the Nick Jonas performance on Saturday Night Live since that's happened now, and I'm also going to talk about the Tyler Cameron book one more time because I feel like I was really inarticulate about the point I was trying to get across. So I just want to add a a few additional thoughts. Okay, I've talked for way too long. Here's my conversation with Liv. I'm back with another special guest, Olivia Legaley, formerly from Saturday Night Live, but also a big Pinterest gal. <laughs> Liv, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for the Pinterest shout out because I feel like I'm the last human on earth that's still using Pinterest, but I'm, I'm really proud, proud to be here. <laughs> I feel like it's had such a resurgence, probably due to COVID, but I see a lot of like influencers and stuff doing like yeah. home decoration, interior design stuff absolutely it's like my little dream board escape especially with COVID and I moved back to my parents house and I'm like dreaming about what my next apartment will look like and picking out all of my furniture and my future non-existent wedding (laughs) (laughs) everything to escape reality (laughs) is on Pinterest nice I love that so we last chatted on episode 30 which seems like a minute ago but it was like almost a year ago. (laughs) What have you been up to since we last podcasted together? I know it's so crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, So much has changed. I feel like with COVID so much has changed. Like so many other people, I um, lost my job, but I lived in New York City for the last three years and I just moved back home to Ohio. So that's where I've been for the last year. Um, Not exciting, but maybe relatable to some other girls out there who are in their mid-20s living at home. I'm, I feel you. I'm there with you. Um, but yeah, other than that, I got a new job. I've been working online um, as a client relationship manager for like a personal development and manifestation business, which is really cool. And I've gotten into like some personal development kind of work. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. I feel like a whole whole new woman since I last spoke with you. I have a new job, new home. Totally. My, I have a middle, a middle part in my hair now. I'm trying <laughs> <Yeah>. to be younger. <laughs> That has also been such a, like, controversy on the internet. Such a controversy. And I hated it at first. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm, and I'm in such a weird age where I feel like I don't know if I relate more to Gen Z or millennial, but I think I'm more millennial. I'm 25. So definitely millennial, but like at the very end. So I refused. I was like, I'm not going to do a middle part. And then I saw one day those TikToks where girls were showing like a before and after of like their side part and their middle part and I was like damn everyone really does look better and I did it and I'm like I swear I at least gained one one point on the hotness scale like I'm one (laughs) point closer to being whatever like a seven maybe I'm like a five now instead of a four but like literally it was uh, was life-changing for me (laughs) you're definitely not a five that is being way too harsh well, I have like a receding hairline and this little part has done me good. I'm like it's covered up. I have a Kylie Jenner forehead now and I love it. Okay, <laughs> I I'm like pointing at my like also receding hairline. I I comes back to like here, you can't tell, but it's back far. But that's why I love the middle part. It's so beautiful. I love it. That's so funny. Yeah, I also had a side part until maybe two years ago because I thought it was like more flattering on my face. And then I was like, I heard that 
side parts were out so then I just got a middle part you can't tell because I'm wearing my hair up but when I wear my hair down it's in a middle part but then I don't know how I didn't realize that millennials were still wearing side parts I thought everyone (laughs) had a middle part (laughs) I was still wearing it until literally like the beginning of COVID like when TikTok really blew up and I didn't have a job and I was on TikTok every day I started watching videos and I was like damn I should try that and I did it and I, I never went back. I was like, wow, I can't believe I haven't been doing a middle part. And I have a widow's peak. And so it really works out well for me because my hair naturally wants to go that way. The side part always looks weird with like the widow's peak coming down, but parting it over here. So I I really missed out on a majority of my 20s. I should have had a middle part. It could have gone <laughs> a lot so better for me. <laughs> that's so funny. What about the skinny jeans debate? Because that's like the two things that are blowing I know. Up. I know. I've been looking at that too. I can't decide. I'm still torn. I truly feel like they need a whole other generation for the girls and guys that lie between Gen Z and millennials because I feel like I'm fine with skinny jeans and I'm fine with side parts and I'm also cool with doing like a mom jean like baggier style and doing a middle part like I'm cool either way. I don't know. What about you? Are you like partial to skinny jeans? I think personally, I'm partial to skinny jeans because I'm five foot one and it's so tough to wear, yeah, like straight leg jeans or even mom jeans when you're so short. But I have like a variety. I like kind of like a jogger pant or mom jeans, I think. I think that that's the, I'm, yeah. I'm over like super tight skinny jeans, I think. But I, yeah. I, I do like I a am crop too. at the ankle because I'm just so yes. short. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 5'3", so I'm not, I'm a little bit taller than you, but not much. And I struggled the same thing with jeans. I feel like they're always too long. And I have kind of like thick thighs and I never liked skinny jeans. I always felt so uncomfortable in them. And I don't think I even realized there was another type of jean because out in the, the last 10 years, it's only been skinny jeans in my mm. mind. Like I, there was nothing else. <laughs> So it's nice to have other options now. (laughs) It is because, yeah, it seems like a more a variety is like back in style. But you're totally right because I remember when skinny jeans first came in and like we were wearing the straight legged jeans before that. And then it was like once skinny jeans came in, it was like I would never, ever wear something (laughs) like straight legged. And then. 10 years later it's like now I'll never wear a skinny jean (laughs) I know I know it's so crazy and I only have skinny jeans I have I think I have one pair of straight leg jeans that my sister my sisters are both younger than me so they're definitely like Gen Z (laughs) and it was they were too big on her and she got them she thrifted them from Goodwill for like seven dollars and was like do you want these Olivia and so I have one cool pair of like Gen Z straight leg thrifted Levi's from Goodwill Nice. (laughs) and the rest of them are like from my college years skinny jeans down to the ankles so yeah I need to upgrade I think I need to upgrade my wardrobe not anymore me too I'm I have such a tough time because I'll get like the itch to go clothes shopping and then I'm like you live in sweatpants right now oh my god (laughs) don't do it (laughs) literally me too and I had a therapy session the other day and I fully wore my pajamas I've just like given up (laughs) I I don't care anymore it's so bad it's so bad bad. like I cannot believe and this is not like shade at the way I look or anything like physically but like I cannot believe how gross I will show up to things now like I literally went to work like this I had a meeting earlier and I looked like this you look totally fine oh my gosh no you look good but I agree with you where I didn't know the extremes to which I was like willing to look bad Yes, yes yes and you're right like I used to at the beginning of quarantine would um be working from it was like it's my kitchen table but I have like my whole setup and now I'm like zooming in from my couch with like a blanket on and like a stack of pillows behind me and I'm like hey everybody like (laughs) sorry but (laughs) this is like this is what you're getting today so yeah that's so funny I love it it's worth it though comfy all the way Totally. So yeah, I've been investing in nice um, sweaters and like yes. uh, sweatsuits, like full like Same. sets. And For some it. reason, wearing a set, wearing a matching set, even though it's a sweatsuit, I feel more put together. I'm like, well, the top and bottom are both pink. 
So I'm not really wearing disgusting loungewear. <laughs> totally. And every time I want to buy clothes, I'm like, this could next time you have an opportunity to wear this, um, it might not be in style anymore. So <laughs> that is so true. I didn't even think about that. That is such a good point. I really shouldn't go shopping until things open back up and I'm like sure what's gonna stay in style. Anyways, we've got a really fun episode for you all today. We're going to talk about Khloe Kardashian, interesting photos she posted this week, (laughs) Uh, Nick Jonas being on SNL, and Tyler Cameron, our fave bachelor, at least mine, I can't speak for Liv, but (laughs) his book that's coming out in July, he just released um, an excerpt or a, a little bit of a description, and it's really interesting, so... I can't wait to talk about that. Awesome. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Yeah. So Khloe Kardashian mm-hmm. <laughs> has had this roller coaster relationship with her baby's father, Tristan Thompson, and they started quarantining together. I think that was probably the first sign that there could be a possible reconciliation but they started quarantining together which makes a lot of sense being like co-parents and we didn't really know what was going to happen and who you could see at the beginning of the pandemic so I thought that made total sense even though some people were a little like sus about it Uh, but they've been posting tons of pictures throughout 2020 and in December there was a picture of Chloe taking True out for a walk or something like that and on her hand was a huge engagement ring. First thing is like I don't think you could think like that this wasn't an engagement ring. (laughs) absolutely not but I feel like the Kardashians the Kardashians are so notorious for wearing huge diamond rings on their fingers and then just not like giving it any context whatsoever so I feel like she could play this off and either say like oh you know he gave me a gift for my birthday like I just think that's such a Kardashian thing to do or she won't comment on it and I feel like her not commenting is it it's an engagement ring it has to be like it has to be it has to be it has to be it's so you're right it could have been a gift but I just feel like the finger that you're wearing it on and like the size of it just seems like it would have to be an engagement ring and it's gorgeous it's stunning I have a picture of it on my phone it literally looks like probably the biggest ring I've ever seen in my life it's insane it's huge I would be afraid to wear that honestly Mm -hmm. like I couldn't go to the grocery store with that someone's absolutely going to mug you (laughs) yes yes I feel like it would just get caught on like in your hair and like on like I don't know anything really (laughs) and it's probably so heavy too but it, it is it's stunning it's beautiful I think it has to be an engagement ring but I feel like She's not going to admit that for a long time, but I guess we'll see if there are any announcements made. But the funniest picture is this ass picture of her holding her hand on her ass. And then the caption is new good American shoes are dropping. And the shoe is like barely in the photo. (laughs) That's what I'm looking at on my phone right now. This is the funniest thing in the world to me. And it's so Kardashian because I just feel like, I feel like Kim is so notorious for like, posting a nude photo and then being like the caption's like I had cereal for breakfast and it's just like no one's <laughs> yeah. looking at that Kim yeah. no one's thinking about cereal right now no one's looking at your shoes Chloe it's like her ass and the ring take up 90% of the photo um and I just think it's so funny but I it has to be an engagement ring in my opinion it has to be totally so yeah you're right there was like new engagement rumors sparked because of this uh Instagram picture especially because Morgan Stewart from she does stuff for E News but she was also on Rich Kids of Beverly Hills she just married and had the baby of Dr. Phil's son wait I did not know that I didn't know it yeah. was Dr. Phil's son oh my gosh that's crazy. so random yeah I think the I think Jordan maybe I think the youngest one but yeah stoked for them I think the baby's name is Ro which I really like my little sister's name is Rowan so and we call her Ro so that's such a cute name yeah yeah I really like that name but she said she commented on the picture and it like quickly got the most likes and it was like in big capitals and it was like are they and then Chloe just responded they are and then everyone was like 
wait, I did not know this. <laughs> oh yeah, my God, so, so then everyone was like, okay, does that mean like, are they engaged? And then Chloe being like, oh. they are engaged. And then, or is it the shoes dropping? Is, are they referring to the caption? I didn't. Yes. Oh. So then Chloe goes back and she's like, hi, everyone. I saw that everyone took note of Morgan's comment. I did mean that the good American shoes are launching like next week or whatever. <laughs> well, I will say that if it was um, on purpose that they did this whole good American shoes in this controversial like ass potential engagement photo, it was such a good marketing tactic because this photo is on like the cover of so many tabloids now and on like e-news posts and things like that. Like it's such such a good marketing scheme because in it, all they're talking about is like, are these good American shoes like dropping or is the real story like her engagement? And it's like getting so much press for good American. So I kind of wonder if that was a marketing tactic or if she just got really lucky that, um, you know, it, it's got a lot of press, this, this photo. Totally. I never thought that that would be a good marketing strategy, but you're right. Like if you just wear a engagement-like ring on your finger and then walk around and TMZ like shoots pictures of you then like yeah. people are talking about you so yeah, yeah. I know it, it reminds me of like when couples get together like celebrity couples but it's just for PR and it's like they have a, an album dropping and all of a sudden you see like Shauna and Camila walking around together yes, so not yes. saying that they're a fake couple yes you know possibly. what I mean that's like kind of what this reminds me of so Um, I thought it was a great marketing scheme I have no idea what I feel about their relationship like if Tristan and Chloe should be together I I, I'm a little bit torn because the last Kardashian episode I watched was when they were quarantining together and I felt like she wasn't that into him or she didn't trust him like I just felt like they couldn't get back to the place that they were in maybe before the scandal happened so I'm wondering if she's staying with him because she wants to ha- have that kind of nuclear family where the mom and the dad are together and they have their they'll have more babies together or if she genuinely does love him and just was hesitant to get back together in the first place because of the negative press around it all I don't know that's been something on my mind a lot I know, <laughs> way too much too. Cause it's not my business <laughs> <laughs> yes. me too because like part of me is like if that was me like that's probably a no like I think that's a deal breaker I don't even know why I'm saying I think I know that that's a deal breaker yeah but I do feel bad because it is her choice and I feel like yeah you're right the public even my like myself included weighed in on this decision like if they should break up or if they should stick together and I feel bad when there's so much yeah like societal pressure and she's had that in every single relationship she's been in like she struggles with that with like her body and I just feel bad that she's put in a place that now she like assuming she is engaged is basically like hiding it from everybody because of the backlash she got I know I do feel bad too especially if she genuinely is happy and wants to be with him she is going to get a lot of backlash if she does announce that they're engaged there's going to be so much backlash and I've seen a lot of comments of people talking about well if Chloe and Tristan can get back together why can't Kylie and Jordan be friends again and I've seen so many comments about that and I think that's really interesting. And I, I keep wondering, like, is Kylie friends with Jordan, I wonder? And they just aren't public about it because they don't want to stir up more controversy and kind of bring that scandal back to light. Or I wonder if they truly, like, cut ties and they just don't speak anymore and that's the way it will be. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I forgot. Yeah, you're right. That, like, part B of this whole Chloe and Tristan scandal was the Jordan Woods scandal which we covered like extensively on this podcast (laughs) but yeah you're right it didn't just affect Chloe and Tristan like it affected Kylie and her friendships too so if Tristan is forgiven could Jordan be but I also wonder like is Tristan just forgiven by Chloe or do the other families or the other family members like forgive him as well I know. I was wondering that too. I think they touched on that in one of the episodes. Like he said something about how he felt like he let Chris Jenner down or he needed to apologize to her. And they had that whole like little sit down yeah. conversation where he kind of apologized to her. And I feel like she forgave him and wasn't that tough on him. But I've, I've always felt like Chris Jenner 
wants her girls to be with their like baby daddies. Like I feel like she yeah. always wanted like Courtney and Scott to work out. Um, I don't know. I just feel like she really vies for that, even if it's maybe not the healthiest relationship for them. I feel like she really fights for like the men that are in their lives already. So I don't know. Maybe she's biased. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. And like I I'm like that too. And I think it's like if I think about it, I know that you can have a beautiful family that's mixed with like previous partners or kids or whatever. But I it's just the way that we've been raised so much is like you are with one person forever and you have yeah. kids with that person and then you like stay together or at least that's how I was kind of raised in yeah. in my in my world, I guess here, I don't want to put blame on one specific area. <laughs> so I totally get like, when you are just thinking about your, your plans for the future and stuff that you could want something that yeah, might not even be what's best for you and your family just because that's totally. been ingrained in. Yeah, absolutely. And I always wondered if like, Courtney and Scott, chose to have kids together even while they I feel like they weren't really together the whole time that they were having children together yeah but it almost felt like some type of agreement where it's like it's just easier to have like one baby daddy so we're just gonna keep yeah. him the dad and then we can both go off and date whoever we want or if they genuinely thought every time like no we're getting back together this time and they had a kid and then it didn't work out but it is really interesting just especially with the Kardashians it's like I always wonder if they're with these guys because they want to be with the dads of their kids or if they genuinely want to be with them for them yeah that's a really good point because like we see the Kim and Kanye situation as well and I always thought they as well seemed like they were together for their kids or because they were more of like not business partners but more like companions than totally husband and wife I know I totally agree I just I felt like they never quite fit like it just never seemed quite right and I feel like he's just so much more creative and out there and she's someone who's very like I feel like she very much prepares for any interview she does and she's very well spoken and like like to be socially accepted and like to say things that are maybe more like politically correct or that make a lot of people like her and he's just the complete opposite of that and it (laughs) felt like she couldn't control him I don't know that that whole thing is really interesting to me too but I don't know why I love analyzing the Kardashian relationships I just think it's so fascinating I know (laughs) I'll never figure it out but I love it I know I know I was also thinking with Chloe and Tristan though is they're keeping it more private like off mainly off of the TV show and then obviously like if they're engaged they haven't announced that to the public and I wonder if that again is for the best like even if that wasn't their main reason for keeping it out of um like the press I wonder if that's just like a a happy benefit yeah I totally agree I feel like that's the best thing for them too especially if Chloe was kind of on the fence and was worried about what other people would think or the backlash they would get. It's so much healthier for them to just like keep it to themselves. But eventually it will come out. Like they're just, they're photographed so often and videoed and paparazzi so often. I just feel like it's inevitable. Like we'll find out eventually if they're together or not. (laughs) I always kind of thought when Chloe was on Keeping Up and she was talking with her sisters about having another kid with Tristan because you're right like for true to have uh, a sibling and I always kind of thought that she was saying that and then like testing the waters of like her sisters and maybe like the public and like oh what what might they say about this if I were to do this (laughs) like that's so interesting I didn't even think about that but that makes sense I could totally see her doing that I thought that she was trying to do what Courtney did where it's just like I want one baby daddy for all of my kids yeah and then I can go off and have relationships or find the person I want to be with but all of my kids can have one dad and I feel like honestly that probably makes it easier with sharing custody because imagine having like three different dads for your kids and then having to coordinate drop-offs and what what days who like the kid is with and that is really complicated so I can see if they already have trouble like finding someone to be in a relationship with or dating and it's like I already had a kid with this person I might as well just have all of my kids with them and then not even deal with my dating life or date people later on if I want to kind of like what Courtney does now yeah that's so true I 
wonder also like they grew up in such a large family that also was mm-hmm. mixed with like yeah the Jenners and did they have other famous families in their life did Chris Jenner date anyone else other than Caitlyn Jenner well Rob Kardashian that was like yeah, her first the husband yeah first and husband. then um I don't think so besides that but I know like Caitlyn has other kids from a previous marriage but yeah. I forget who it was but it might have been someone famous as well, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember if they had kids or not. But yeah, it's interesting how you said before, like that they are trying to, they're aiming for that like traditional nuclear family when they had such a cool upbringing with so many, yeah, different yeah. family members. And yeah, I guess what I was thinking of now, that I, I realize is it was like Kylie and Kendall from Caitlin and Chris but then there's like Brody and Brandon from and another another son with Linda Thompson okay obviously the other thing that grabbed everyone's attention is the picture is yeah like just her ass what angle is this I'm like where is her butt crack I was cracking (laughs) up when I read you wrote that in the show notes I was cracking up because I didn't even think about that. And I started analyzing the photo. I'm like, where is it? I'm so confused. And I can't tell because I'm looking at the photo now. Is her pinky covering her ass crack or is she <laughs> angled and the whole thing is just like one cheek? I really can't I, tell. <laughs> I think it is literally one cheek. And I was like, that is nuts. <laughs> like, like... I cannot imagine having one <laughs> that big. It's, it's really crazy. I don't know if they're butts are real or not, but it's absolutely wild to me. I really, truly believe that she got one of those Brazilian buttless, which is like, who am I to judge? That's totally fine. Oh. Yeah, it looks it looks great. I just yeah, I just can't imagine. I really can't imagine what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just like, this couldn't be farther from like. <laughs> What I'm used to at all. It's so funny. But yeah, I wish Chloe the best. And I think the Tristan thing is like we are making assumptions just on what we know from the TV show and the news and stuff like that. We don't know their like day to day lives. So yeah, I I wish them all the best. And when she feels comfortable, maybe she'll let us in on what's really happening. I know I can't wait to find out. But yeah, absolutely. I wish them all the best as well. And I'm totally like speculating and (laughs) (laughs) absolutely wish them all the best. Her ass looks great. The ring is beautiful. Can't wait for the new shoes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Another big piece of news, um, it's Wednesday, so Saturday's right around the corner. Nick Jonas is going to be the host and musical guest on Saturday Night Live. What did you think about this, like, double duty performance and hosting gig? I mean, I love Nick Jonas. I'm a huge Nick Jonas fan. Um, I honestly don't really watch SNL, which is so funny because my podcast I named Saturday Night Live yes, is supposed yes. to be a play on Saturday Night Live, and yeah. I never really watch it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm such a faker, um, <laughs> but I would totally watch this one. I and I I'm so excited. I don't think. If, correct me if I'm wrong, but the song hasn't dropped yet, right? His new. No, this new is song. like the first time we'll all hear it. Okay, got it. Well, I can't wait. I think he's so awesome, and I'm just wondering the only thing I'm worried about I'm like are the Jonas Brothers broken up or are they staying together and also just individually doing things but can also still be together I want them to stay together I'm worried about them not staying together that's my um my main focus here (laughs) yeah me too um I don't regularly watch Saturday Night Live I just I don't think it's like my thing in particular, but I will say the 2021 episodes have been like pretty good because I've really enjoyed a lot of the hosts that have been on. So you don't have to watch the whole episode, but you can get like clips on Twitter. And I feel like that's enough for me to like (laughs) to just like see the monologue and like a few skits and like I'm good with just that. But yeah, I'm worried about that too. I think that Nick, the first time he released solo music, 
the Jonas Brothers were still together. But then when they like parted ways is when they like really went into solo projects. So yeah, I'm kind of nervous that this is a a sign that either they'll break up or just that we won't get Jonas Brothers like new music for a really long time. Oh my God, I would be heartbroken. Like them getting back together was the highlight of my year. So I just, I can't handle it. I cannot handle them breaking up. And I always, this is so silly. I really resonate with Kevin because I'm the oldest of, I know they have technically have four boys, but the Jonas Brothers like three boys. I'm the oldest of three girls. So I, I always said I'm Kevin and I feel like I'm the least, least musically talented out of my sisters. Like I can't sing. And so I really have always resonated with him. And I'm like, if Nick and Joe go off and do their own thing again, like what happens to Kevin? (laughs) What is Kevin left with? And I'm just worried about him. (laughs) That is so funny. But yeah, you're right. Because the first time that they split up, Joe did like DN, DNCE. I was like, can I not spell that for a second? (laughs) DNCE. And then Nick had his solo stuff and Kevin like, got married and had two kids like, I know did you ever watch his tv show he had a tv show called married to Jonas and I loved it like I just thought it was so cute I really like his wife I just feel like they're really normal and cute and I want to be friends with them <laughs> yeah I also think that they're so normal which I love like I follow Kevin on TikTok or it might just be the the Jonas Brothers TikTok but I see tons of videos of his kids just like interacting with him and stuff and they just seem like such a normal family and I love the way him and Danielle met like it's just so normal I love it I think that's so cute it it was like they were on vacation or something right he just approached her that is every girl's dream can you imagine being on vacation (laughs) and a Jonas brother comes up to you and it's like hey can I have your number like ever I would die I I wouldn't even care I mean I always thought Nick was the cutest, but literally if Kevin even came up to me asked for my number, I would have been dead. If their dad, if their dad or their like five-year-old brother asked for my number, I would have given it, you know, like I, I wouldn't be that excited. That is so funny. Yeah. I think that this is so long ago that I think she was on a payphone in like the Bahamas and in like the lobby of a hotel that they were staying, both staying at. And I think she was on the phone and he like waited till she got off the phone and was like, oh, my God, you're like gorgeous. I didn't know that. I just knew they were on vacation. I love that. Oh, my yeah, God. It was, it's they were really, really cute. They were really young, I think, because I remember watching the Jonas Brothers documentary and they had a clip of Kevin calling Danielle and like. They were so young, like I want to say like 19 or 20, but I could be totally wrong, but he looked like a baby and he was calling her and was super nervous and was like inviting her backstage <laughs> after the show. And it, his brothers were like taunting him while he was on the phone. He's like, shut up, guys. And it was like the cutest thing in the whole world. It's like my favorite part of that documentary. I know. I love that because it's like you don't have to be nervous. You're a fucking Jonas brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're Kevin, but like you're still. <laughs> you're Kevin, so you should be a little nervous. But like less nervous than the average person. Oh my god! Exactly. I love Kevin. I really do love Kevin. Me too. Me too. Like I do because I I feel like all this these stories that I make up about him about him being like the neglected one and like stuff like that are true. So I know. I know. And in the documentary, they had a scene where. I don't know if they were like playing some game or something, but they or they were talking about how they had gone to therapy together and they admitted that Kevin was bringing Nick and Joe down or they both like, yeah. do you remember that? They kind yeah. of admitted like, yeah, we felt like Kevin was holding us back from being successful. But it's so funny because in my eyes, I'm like, the Jonas Brothers had to be three. Like if yes. it wasn't three of them, they wouldn't have been as successful. And it's like the way that they can stand in a photo and like frame it perfectly. And yes. Just, I just imagine like bands of two versus three, like the three just fit. And it was like, I just feel like they can't say that Kevin held them back because in my eyes, Kevin, Kevin made it. (laughs) Totally. No, I get that. It would have been so weird if it was just like two guys. It had to be three. It has to be three. And I just feel like I can't even really think of that many bands that are like two guys. Like it has to be a certain number like an odd number maybe I don't know what it is but like if Kevin hadn't been there I feel like it wouldn't have worked as well as with the three of them I feel bad for him too because it's not his fault if he's not like as musically inclined as like 
especially Nick was like the prodigy as a kid when they were like doing like church concerts and stuff like that he yeah. was like the the prodigy so like sorry that we can't be all as talented as you Nick like, <laughs> <laughs> I know and I feel like in the documentary too he was super cocky like he knew yeah. that he was the best and he thought he was the best and like didn't let Kevin or Joe forget it I, I feel like they especially picked on Kevin though because they're just like you bring nothing to the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I was like that's so mean if he brings nothing else he brings normalcy and like a little bit of an ego check for those other two guys I totally agree and I think it's endearing like Kevin's a little bit nerdier than them and a little bit more normal whereas like Nick is full-on like celebrity cocky knows he's the shit knows he's hot and I love that Kevin like brings it down a notch like I think the dynamic is what makes it all work and without Kevin I really think Nick, if he had tried to, like, get famous on his own, I don't think he would have come as far as he had with the three of them as a band together. Totally. If you look at what songs of theirs are popular, like, all of the Jonas Brothers songs in comparison to Nick's solo stuff, like, has done way better. Even with their comeback, they've had such good songs. So, yeah, I totally agree that they really needed that and I think that this might be wrong but I think he was doing solo stuff like as a kid like really really young and then they, they kind of like made the group as like a marketing strategy or something like that I don't know maybe I just made that yeah. up <laughs> no but it makes sense because I feel like girls especially their fan base right growing up they're like teenage girls or the girls that are the fans of the Jonas Brothers and it's like as a teenage girl, I was so much more drawn to a boy band of three cute boys versus, like, if it was one boy who's a singer. I feel like it's just so much easier to make it with that face of, like, three teenage boys singing, yeah. like, teenage heartthrob songs. Like, that was everything to me. I love it. And you have to be, like, are you team Joe, Nick, or Kevin? Like, you have to, oh like, ride for one of the teams. I know. I never <laughs> picked one. I never did, but I feel like I totally agree with you. Everyone, like, had their favorite. Um, I could never I always thought Nick was the cutest but I just felt like in my soul for Kevin like I am Kevin at heart yes (laughs) I totally get that that like I feel like if I actually met them like Kevin is the one that I would just like like the most yes I was always a Nick girl growing up yeah I mean he was just the cutest and and the fact that he was the singer too was like what really really pulled me in yes and he was my age like he is my age um so I I just feel like when you were young you like at least for me I was like you have to like boys that are the same age as you (laughs) like you can't you can't like like anyone else so he was like my age I was like this makes sense (laughs) we're meant to be together we're the exact same age (laughs) like this is meant to be so I currently have a love-hate relationship with Nick because I did, like, a big Niley deep dive on RTBP a few weeks back and learned some things of, like, maybe some of his behavior was a little bit, I don't know, like, a young celebrity kind of a dick move. But, like, in my heart of hearts, I feel like I'm still a huge Nick fan. Absolutely. I could totally see him going through that phase, though, because every girl thought he was the cutest. And I just feel like, how could that knock it to your head? But yeah, I'm really excited for Saturday. I'll probably try to watch because, again, you have to, like, come as a fan. And um, the song is called Spaceman. And, like, a few, he released a few chords of the song. But otherwise, there's been, like, nothing. So I'm really curious to hear what the song is about. We haven't had Nick like solo music in in several years so I'm like so stoked I know I'm really excited too I listened to like the tiny little bit that he posted of it and yes. I, I got kind of like we- the weekend vibes a little bit I don't know I feel like it's a little bit different than his usual style so I'm actually really I'm really excited to hear it but it's just so interesting because I feel like in his mind he like has to go solo and like ditch his brothers to like go really big but I'm not as excited about this as I was when the Jonas Brothers got back together. This isn't even a quarter of my excitement as to when the Jonas Brothers got back together. So I don't know. There's something about them all together, but I'm so excited to hear it. And he's honestly like a really good singer. So I'm sure it'll be a good song. Totally. Yeah. I wonder what that is about. You're right. Like reaching success 
by yourself. I guess it's just because, yeah, you can say I did this by myself without anyone's help or whatever. But you're totally right. Like the Jonas Brothers are a huge success. And part of that is like the brotherhood aspect of it. So totally. Yeah, we'll just yeah. I'll see how it goes. I'm also like curious because he'll be like acting in the skits and playing the music. So it's going to be really cool to see him like do both. I don't think I've ever seen an episode. Again, I don't follow it regularly, but I don't know if I've ever seen an episode where like there's not two people, one host and one musical guest. So this yeah. is I think the first time I've ever seen it be both I don't know if that's I don't know I I wish I knew but that's really exciting I'll definitely watch it because I want to see how he handles that I feel like he does have like a pretty big I don't know if it's the right word to say like a big ego but he's super confident and I could see him just being like oh yeah no problem like I got this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally because he acted in I guess Camp Rock and um their tv show it was just called Jonas, right? So yeah, you yeah. have to like <laughs> pull out some of those acting chops from back then. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how That's he funny. does. <laughs> Love it. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was Tyler Cameron's new book. It's called You Deserve Better and it's coming out this July. Are you a big Tyler Cameron fan? So I like him, but I feel like this is actually going to be a good conversation because like I have so many friends who are obsessed with him, like think he's the best thing, which yeah, maybe you're like that too. And I feel like I think that he's like cute and he's cool and he has things to say and I like that, but I'm not like over the moon about him and I don't know what it is, but this will be good because we can kind of like have a little banter back and forth and I can play devil's advocate on like maybe why I don't like him as much. So um, no, I still think he's really awesome. And um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But continue on. I want to like hear about the book. Yeah. So he was approached like last year to write a book and he kind of talked about it that, yeah, he would be talking about The Bachelor and dating in your 20s. And yeah, I thought that was interesting because like (laughs) I just find that like if you and maybe this is really old fashioned of me, but I'm like, how are you talking about dating when you like aren't in a successful relationship? That's what I was going to say, too. I was like, when did Tyler C. become the expert on dating? Because I don't look at him and think, oh, my gosh, I, I really want a boyfriend. Let me go read Tyler Cameron's book on it like you know what I mean he just almost seems like the opposite of that to me but I I do think he's such a cool person I love how he puts himself out there online and he has really like great opinions on things and he's super I don't know he seems really supportive of like the videos I've I've seen of he just seems like a great friend to a lot of people really supportive but I don't look at him and think well I'm gonna read his book and like learn all about dating like I just don't look at him as an expert on that I almost look at him as a little bit of like a playboy. I feel like especially coming off of the show, he was seen with so many different girls, so many different. I remember like he was seen with Andy Dorfman in New York. And then he was coming out of um, like Hannah's apartment after her whole thing with Jed went down. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Like props to him and go for it if you want to. But I don't look at that and think, oh, my gosh, you're an expert on dating. Let me read your book. (laughs) Totally. He was dating Gigi Hadid. Yeah, um, and he does I think have a, a new girlfriend I I don't think she is famous or anything I I yeah. can't even remember her name to be honest but yeah yeah so I guess the kind of book synopsis says um he'll share his life story and how to build healthy relationships in the tricky world of modern dating which yeah again I just I'm like maybe I would want to hear more from someone who passed the stage of modern dating and is reflecting on it that's what I was thinking I literally had the thought I was like if this was like Sean Lowe and Catherine Lowe like I look at them and think oh they're epitome of like a perfect marriage or that's how they make themselves appear to be online and so I could see them writing a book on you know how to date in this day and age or whatever tips and tricks they follow to like make their marriage work but I don't know I don't look at like a single hot influencer who lives (laughs) in New York City and think oh my gosh that's the guy I'm gonna turn to for like how to date in this day and age I don't know 
And like some of these quotes, I'm sure he approved this, <laughs> this um, write up about his book. But some of these quotes are so funny. And I like I would die. I would be like, you cannot post this. This is so embarrassing. So it says, Tyler seems like a unicorn. <laughs> okay he got the world's attention simply by demonstrating a full grasp of respect and no fear of vulnerability and honesty but shouldn't this be the norm in this book he'll show that every person deserves a partner who understands and values them with advice on how to seek out someone like this and how to behave like this for your own someone so other than the unicorn bit, which like I would just be like, you can't post that. Like you just like that's mortifying. I think like one of the pieces that he became such a heartthrob in the bachelor community is for things like when Hannah didn't want to have sex in the uh, fantasy suite, he was like, no worries, like that's totally fine. And I love that, obviously, but sometimes I'm like, that is the fucking bare minimum. Like, (laughs) like, that's literally the bare minimum um, is to say, like, yeah, I respect your decision. Like, every single person should be doing that. Yeah. All of the time. (laughs) Absolutely. I totally agree with you. But he does seem like such like I do think he's a genuinely nice guy. And I can see, like, his relationship with Hannah. I feel like they've done some, like, YouTube videos together and, like, Q&As together and whatnot. And I've watched other random YouTube videos he's been on. You can tell he really respects women. He's a really great and loyal friend. I feel like he is able to have deep conversations with people. Like, there's so many things that are so awesome about him that I, like, really respect from what, you know, he, he does and puts himself out there. But, yeah. In terms of like that, if that's like what we're going off of, that's the bare minimum. Like that's just (laughs) what everyone should be doing. Totally. And I think you make a really good point. Like the reality is, is that people don't respect boundaries like that. And those people have a lot to learn from people like Tyler. Yeah. Did he even write this book really? Or is it like a ghost writer and he approved what they wrote you know what I I just can't imagine him being like yes let's sit down and write a really (laughs) in-depth book on how to date you know I just don't see it I literally I don't see it but I mean good for him and it's exciting whether he really wrote it or not I have no idea (laughs) yeah totally like he is probably single-handedly the most successful man that has come from Bachelor absolutely it's crazy how much he blew up for being what was he like third runner-up on Hannah's season or second he was second yeah Peter was third yeah you're right yeah yeah it's just crazy how big he got and I mean Jed won the show and probably I mean who knows where Jed's at now and Tyler is like thriving yeah I wonder like again part of me because I'm a Tyler stan is like of course he wrote the book and of course he like bared his yeah. soul and like <laughs> did all this research and like really yeah like he took classes to like become a better <laughs> writer and like stuff like that but like we know that that's not I mean, the case <laughs> I hope it I hope that it's true honestly like I really hope he did write it and at the very least I feel like a lot of people have like a co-writer who maybe writes like an, a general outline and then they kind of fill in the gaps of what they would say about certain topics and what like his advice would be on x y and z but I'm sure there's no way he went about and went from never having written a book to writing a book on dating right totally 100% 100% yeah I'll be looking at the publishing credits like when when it comes out like yeah we'll update the listeners (laughs) I think the one other bone I have to pick in this write-up is it says he's the the male feminist we never knew we needed and I was like I love that you are a feminist we need allies but totally we never knew we needed Tyler you're not like (laughs) saving the world here like I I don't know I love it thanks for supporting the cause but I was like we never knew we needed I was like I no that's so annoying yeah (laughs) 
that's really funny that's really funny oh my gosh he means well like I think it genuinely I'm sure it will help people in some way it's a great like again like great marketing strategy I'm sure a lot of people will purchase it and read it and especially like his his teenage and like 20 something fans out there I'm sure they're all gonna buy it and be all over that (laughs) yes who knows if he wrote it but I mean good for him I've never read I've never read one of the Bachelor like spinoff books before. And I feel like so many contestants go off and write books about their journey or their experience or they're finally out of the contract so they can like say everything that's been said. And I've never I've never read a single one. Have you? Um, I think I started Andy Dorfman's book. She wrote mm. two and then Courtney Robertson has one. I think Sean actually does have one. Oh. But I think that's all that that's written books. Yeah, I think I started the Andy one and it it wasn't like up my alley. <laughs> like I just <laughs> I love Andy, but yeah, I just don't think the book was like super interesting. But I think yeah. if I had to choose one to read outside of this Tyler one, um, it would be the Courtney Robertson one. Interesting. I hardly remember her, but was she on um what's his name? Ben Yes. Like- Yes. Flannick. Yeah, it was something like Flannick or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was the winner of his season and she like I kind of think of her as like the classic bachelor villain and she kind of I remember they made her the villain, but it's so interesting because she won and I feel like hardly ever especially in recent seasons, they never make the villain win, I feel like. Totally. Yeah, they always give the the winner like a good edit. Who knows if they're actually like good in real life. But um, yeah, she was like kind of the first one that I think that they really produced like a pretty wicked storyline like against her. And like there was so many viewers that were so against her. So if I think if I had to read one, it would be hers. That's good to know. Maybe I'll, I'll have to read that one. When I lived in New York City, I actually was on a run downtown and Andy Dorfman was jogging like in the opposite direction and she jogged by me and I have to say she is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in real life it's so crazy to like see a celebrity in the wild because you don't quite put it together you're like I know who that is but I'm not seeing them like on my Instagram feed so I can't like quite click who that is in this moment but she was the tiniest little thing I have ever seen she was wearing the cutest like matching sports bra legging set and she had the biggest whitest smile on her face and she's just like jogging through Battery Park with the biggest smile and looked stunning she looked like a model she looked like out of a movie it was crazy and I almost was like I I wanted to say something and then I got too nervous and I just like (laughs) smiled at her and like kept running (laughs) cute she yeah she was one of my favorite bachelorettes she makes me like want to go on runs (laughs) oh my god and I hate running so it was really like the one time I ran the one time I ran (laughs) she made it worth it (laughs) that's so funny because she has like a full running program now oh that makes sense that works yeah I think it's called like endorphins oh that sounds familiar yes it's clever but yeah she makes running look so like effortless and like really nourishing and I like every I time I see her on my Instagram I'm like could I go for a, a run right now <laughs> maybe I love it that's funny anyways we will yeah check back in in summer when I've ideally read this book or maybe ideally not <laughs> this book <laughs> the jury's still out on if this is gonna be good or not I think <laughs> I know I feel like you have to read it and then give a summary of it so the rest of us don't have to but we yes, know like yes. the gist of it <laughs> I'll take the hit I'll, I'll like yeah binge read it in one night and and yeah give everyone like the juicy details <laughs> yes I need it I need to know what he says <laughs> nice me too and I think that's all we have for you folks today thank you so much Liv for coming on this was really really fun yes thank you so much for having me this was so much fun I loved doing all the little gossip and pop culture stuff and it was nice to have like some girl talk <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for having me I agree where can the listeners of RTPP find you so you can find me on Instagram at Saturday night underscore live. I'm not doing my podcast at the moment, but if you ever wanted to go listen to old episodes, you could look up Saturday Night Live podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And yeah, you can also follow me on Pinterest. My Pinterest is Olivia Legale. 
I'm really killing in the Pinterest game. So go check it out. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Bye. And usually I'm like, let's wrap this bitch up. But I have a few additional thoughts about the topics that we talked about today. So first off was Nick's performance on Saturday Night Live. It happened tonight. I thought he did a really, really good job. He's obviously like good at acting and the skits he was in were pretty funny. He seemed really at ease, which makes sense because he is a performer. And I always hate on SNL when the cast like clearly is reading their lines on like cue cards on the side of the stage, which like I also totally get. They put on a show every week and they're in like a hundred different skits with a hundred different characters with like a lot of dialogue so I get the need for it but yeah it's just like sometimes so obvious they're just like looking literally diagonally off the camera the entire time uh, and not looking at the other characters but it didn't seem like he was doing that at all he also premiered Spaceman uh I did not (laughs) think that this song was gonna be about like COVID and like voting and like political issues and like wearing a mask I don't know I thought it was gonna be like a love song (laughs) like like Britney Spears in space or like Ariana Grande's NASA song I just yeah did not see that coming but it sounds really good I've just listened to it the one time so I'll have to like really listen to it but I enjoyed it so far and then the other thing was Tyler Cameron (laughs) the book I just thought that I wasn't like making great points when we recorded this podcast but I think I know what I want to say now so I think the thing that I don't get is that the book is obviously geared towards women because that's his audience and that's obviously gonna be who is buying the book and like the title you deserve better hints that it's a topic for women about like don't settle for shitty guys and that's like in the synopsis but then the other piece about the synopsis is like about consent and respect and toxic masculinity and obviously that is for everyone like consent and respect needs to be at the forefront of every relationship regardless of gender but yeah the piece about like toxic masculinity and I think like about men being vulnerable and respecting women etc is also part of it so I'm just curious and then like there's also this part about like oh he's gonna reveal all from the bachelorette so I just I'm kind of like TC which is it is it for men like you're speaking towards men and and like denouncing toxic masculinity and educating on topics like consent or are you doing like a tell-all bachelorette book which would probably be geared towards women like the the main target audience kind of is Or are you talking about how women deserve better in their male partners if they're in like heterosexual relationships? So I think that that's the part that I was like petty about. It's just like, what are we getting? Maybe it's all three, but it just that could have been like three separate books, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I should be his publisher because instead of this one hodgepodge ass book, I would have got him a three a three (laughs) three year book deal and he could have touched on all of these topics and then I know I shat on him for being the male feminist that we didn't know we needed and I feel like that was really harsh we obviously need men to uplift and be an ally in the feminist movement but I just felt like the way that it was phrased like you didn't know you needed it was not worded well (laughs) I don't know I just that rubbed me the wrong way but again I think it's great that such a cool you know kind of jock football player 
bro is talking about feminism and that's why I'm just confused at like again who is the book for because you do need people with social sway to talk about these types of issues to people that maybe wouldn't listen to somebody else so I don't know I just I'm just curious about how this turns out let's just say that okay I for real think I'm like yelling into the microphone at this point so let's wrap it up thank you so much for listening thank you so much to live for being on the podcast next week I think we're going solo dolo the framing Brittany uh, deep dive is in the works but if there's any other topics that you would like me to talk about please let me know Uh, send me a message on Instagram Facebook or Twitter I love talking to you all You can find me at RTBP Podcast on all social media. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.